Hello members of the Poland community and Wazoo students. My name is Sheila Johnson and you're listening to the Evergreen Editorial. Hi guys, today with me I have our sports editor and our previous sports editor. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Tom Abbott. I'm the current sports editor and in the fall of this year I was the uh, men's basketball beat writer and the football beat writer. Hey, so uh, I'm Eric Long. Uh, I was the sports editor in the fall, and then me and Tom kind of did a little flip-flop, um, and now I'm the men's basketball beat writer. Um, so since basketball is already a topic, why don't we start off with that? Um, high hopes in the preseason have turned into hopes of just getting a solid uh, solid ranking in the Pac-12 uh, tournament that's coming up. Our two most recent losses against Arizona and Arizona State at this point, and then unfortunately probably UCLA and USC by the time this comes out uh, have made our Pac-12 tournament run uh, chances pretty slim and as well as the NCAA tournament uh, probably won't be making that. What do you think about that? So going into that Arizona game, uh, we were kind of on the bubble uh just right there on the edge of the tournament. Um, we put a good showing up against Arizona defensively, which we, we looked really good. Offensively, um, it's probably one of our worst games of the season offensively. We just couldn't buy a bucket at times. Um, we go from there. We get Arizona State. Uh, that's a game we should be winning, honestly. Um, I mean, UW beat Arizona State just a few days earlier. Arizona State has struggled. Um just in general this season. They've had a few upsets. Just uh, I think they beat UCLA. Um, they've had a few upsets, but just in general, they haven't been a great team. And then after that, we get Oregon on Monday in Eugene, um, and it comes down to the wire again. We miss a couple of shots of the buzzer that would have tied it. Um, so, yeah, just a tough run there. Um, but it hasn't really been the defensive effort that's been an issue. It's been all the offense. Um if you look at like our five main shooters, uh, Noah Williams, Michael Flowers, Tyrell Roberts, TJ Bomba, and uh, Yakimovsky, they've all been on a really just poor shooting run. Um, like Flowers this season is averaging 40% from the field and 37% from three. Over this three-game stretch, he's shooting 34% and 27%. Um, I mean, that's a significant drop-off. If you look at someone like Yakimovsky, um, he's been shooting 43 and 43. I mean, that's really good shooting. Um, and then that three game stretch, he's shooting 25 and 25. So right. you can't win basketball games when you're not hitting shots. Um, right. no matter how good the defense is. One of the main themes this season, um, at least in my opinion, has been the inability to, uh, really get anything going on offense at times. Almost every game, there's at least like a five minute, uh, dry spell of just not having a basket uh sorry drought rather and you can't win games like that you're not gonna win games like that our defense is great abagidi phenomenal blocker uh muhammad got or gay really great as well um pack 12 freshman of the year three times or freshman of the week rather three times this year already um, and has just great stats. I mean, uh, Gay has averages 7.5 points a game, which isn't too great, but it's not 
bad. It's consistent. He's consistent, um, and he's a hard defender. Um, Abogidi, on the other hand, could stand to grow a little bit more in the defensive role, in my opinion. Um, just when we go against these these big guys on these on these better ranked teams like Arizona, uh, I forget his name. Do you remember that that guy he was guarding all game? Ballo. Yeah, yeah, Ballo. Ballo. So when you see Abogidi next to a guy like Ballo, uh, your mind starts to be like, well, how are we going to be able to contain that? You know, and we haven't been able to. Um, and then that goes back to the inability to score at times as well, uh, which doesn't help. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't pull uh, Abagidi's stats recently, but I know he hasn't been shooting well um, in recent games. He hasn't been scoring much. I think he's been single digits like all the last like four or five games. Um, and Abagidi is a guy that definitely has NBA potential. Um, he's a freak athlete. He's large. He can make plays that no one else in the court can make. Uh, he just has to be more consistent with it especially on the offensive end. Um, he's been, sh- I mean, I've seen him shoot threes and he can hit threes. I mean, if he can get that in check, like get that consistently hitting threes, we'll be able to space the floor much better. And this team becomes a lot deadlier. Um, inside he's, I mean, he's a great player inside. He's just going through a rough stretch right now. Um, I think getting Deshaun Jackson back will help with that. He's, him and Mo Gay are just having to play a lot of minutes, and a lot of minutes is the only guy out there as a big, um, just because of the lack of depth with Deshaun Jackson being out. Um, hopefully Jackson will be back for UCLA. He was out there before the Arizona State game warming up. Um, he didn't see time in the Arizona State game or the Oregon game. Uh, he got that, I think it was a detached retina against Colorado earlier in the season. It was Utah, wasn't it? Uh, it might have been Utah. It was one of those games when we went out to the mountain schools. Um yeah, he had to have eye surgery. Yeah, he had to have eye surgeries. Like when he plays, he has to wear goggles when he comes back. So, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can come back at full strength because obviously with an eye injury, like that throws off a lot of your game. Um, you have to see to score and play defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like depth perception is going to be big. Um, also, so I think it's also a question of his confidence, definitely. Yeah, if he's doesn't feel 100%. He's definitely not going to play 100%. Um, so if I was Kyle Smith and trying to nurse him back to health, basically, I would maybe give him like 10 minutes uh, in the first game he's back just to get his, his feet wet, get his feet on the court, and uh, ease back into it rather than just throwing him straight in. And I think that's kind of what they're doing. Um, I don't think – I think that's why we haven't seen him yet. Uh, yeah. They just don't want to throw him in to like shark infested waters. They just let him because, yeah. especially with like Arizona, that's a really good front court. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want you know a player coming off an injury like that mm-hmm. to get thrown into that. But at the same time, having him against Arizona would have been big. Yeah, I think so. Um, too. Just he had, he just has a larger stature than Abagidi in it. Yeah, he he's a more physical yeah, player. I think definitely um, physical. Abigidi and Gay both have a little bit more finesse to their game. Yeah, um, more post. But Deshaun's able to just take impact. Uh, he's kind of like a bigger version of DJ Rodman. Yeah. Um, DJ Rodman's been great this season, too, even though he's been battling injuries. Um, he hasn't yeah. really had any like long-term injuries, but he's had like bumps and 
bruises and games. Mm-hmm. There um, was that, the, I forget who it was against, but uh, he fell pretty hard, slammed his head on the court. And, uh, oh, that's the one where he got hit in the face, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, got hit in the face and like uh, had blood streaming down his face. So he's got heart. I mean, no one's doubting that. And he's uh, got a pretty good future, I think, at, at Wazoo. Um, so Flowers and Roberts uh, are the top two scorers on the team right now. Both of them are new to Wazoo this year, and uh, both fifth years, right? Or seniors? Um, Roberts is a junior this oh, year. Oh, Roberts is a yeah. junior. Okay, yeah. Well, Flowers, uh, I believe he was from. He's from South Alabama. Yep, South Alabama. Yeah, he's a transfer. Leads the team with thirteen point nine points per game, um, and can run the offense pretty efficiently. Uh, one of my issues, though, when watching is shot selection. Uh, when they're when they're in these long scoring droughts, the Cougs don't really get good looks at the basket, and they kind of just settle for whatever they can get in basically the first five seconds of possession. I think has been something. Yeah, and I think you can definitely put that on flowers some, um, but I think in general it's just on the whole team. Uh, when we get in these long droughts, you see it every time we come down the court. Um, they're trying to get—it seems like they're trying to get all the points back in one attempt, yeah. um, which you just can't do. You gotta chip away yeah. at it. And it seems like even with our you know post presence that we have, um, even with guys that can slash, we're settling for jump shots. Yeah. Um, and usually they are not very high quality jump shots. Um, they're usually contested. They're usually deep. They're usually off balance. Um, so it's just got to be. We just got to settle down, um, especially against Arizona. That was something that really stood out. Mm-hmm. Arizona has like the third highest tempo in the nation for their offense. Um, we are in the bottom half. Um, One seventy, I believe, yeah. was around where we rank in tempo. Um, so it's. We obviously run a slower tempo um, that goes with us having a more defensive-based game, and it works um, when we keep that tempo, when we stay to our game. Against Arizona, it seemed like we were trying to match their tempo. Um, We were trying to rush the court, um, rush the ball down, and take a shot, and it just wasn't going our way. Um, But yeah, this team, I mean, two weeks ago, we were talking about potential... NCAA tournament berths. Um, now going into UCLA, uh, UCLA and USC, um, not really super hopeful for wins there. Uh, if we can grab one, that'd be great. Um, then we'll have a pair with UW uh, starting at home. We got a Wednesday game, and then we go to UW to follow that up. Um, those two will be crucial crucial games if we're going to get to any sort of postseason play. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially for uh, Pac-12 tournament placing as well. Yeah, so I think right now we're we're going to be playing in the first round. We're not going to get in those first yeah. four seeds and get a bye. Yeah. Um, but past that, like we are in the running for an NIT spot right now. Um, I've seen anywhere from a number four seed in the NIT to not in the NIT at all. So we're kind of just floating around there. Um, seven games left this year. We got to win at least four of them. We've got. Two against UW, two against Oregon State, uh, one against Oregon, and then the two in LA. Um, if we can get four of those and then win at least one game in the tournament, I think we get an NIT spot. Um, 
And we're definitely capable of that. Oregon State's the worst team in the conference this year by record. Can you explain what NIT is? Um, NIT is the National Invitational Tournament. Um, it used to be the primary basketball tournament. It's mm -hmm. held all in New York City. Um, now it's kind of a secondary tournament for teams that don't get into the NCAA tournament, but it's still postseason play. Um, I mean, you still get those extra practices. You still get extra time on the court with the team, and that's important for a team that's developing. Um, also, you're on TV, so it's important for getting that extra exposure. Um, but making it to the NIT even right now would be big for us. So, yeah, just one to four of those last seven, I think, would get us there. Um, UW's going to be tough. They started the season out not great. They're playing a little bit better. Um, they're one spot ahead of us in the Pac-12 standings right now. Um, USC and UCLA will be tough. Uh, Oregon State, we should sweep. So that should be two wins there. If we can split UW and pull an upset off in LA or against Oregon, that'd be great. If we can sweep UW, that'd be even better. Um, and uh, Speaking of that Oregon game, that will be the last game of the season for us. So we just played them. Uh, for our for a makeup game that was supposed to happen earlier in the season, um, and we we lost by three points. Um, a lot of our losses this year have been one possession, two possession games. So if we can get our stuff together on offense and help out our bigs on defense more, I think we have a solid chance of making those three those three games uh, that are last on the schedule. The UW games for the Boeing Apple Cup series are a little bit of a toss-up, in my opinion. Uh, UW just beat ASU, and we lost to ASU 58-55. Um, again, that is a one-possession game, so it's kind of a coin flip. Um, but UW's been looking strong lately. They have one of the best scorers in the in the uh, Pac-12 right now. He's got it going on. He uh, He's a special offensive player for sure. And uh, do you know his name? Uh, uh, Brown. He averages 22 uh, points per game, which is amazing. Uh, our top scorer, Flowers, averages 13 a game, uh, about as we're recording this. Um, so... Covering him will probably be our best perimeter defend, uh, defender, who is TJ Bamba. Uh, Bamba is not afraid to be aggressive and draws a lot of fouls, uh, depending on who's refereeing the game. So that'll definitely be something for head coach Kyle Smith to take notice of and to keep in check, because if he gets to three fouls in the first half, then we don't have... A perimeter defender for for later in the game which might bite us in the butt um yeah so more of the story or more of the season basically is high hopes at the start and then hoping for any kind of scraps that we can get at the end do you agree with that yeah um the hopes been high um even you know most of the way through the season hopes are high uh, they've kind of faltered off. Um, and like going into this stretch, I had high hopes, but I was also kind of expecting something similar to this. I, I, I expected a win against Arizona State at least. Um, 
But this stretch of Arizona, Oregon, UCLA, USC was going to be our toughest stretch this season no matter what. Um, and we hit it, and we're struggling. Um, we also happened to hit our worst offensive part of the season at the same time, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if we can just get the offense going, we have a good chance to finish the season well. It'll just be getting that offense going. That'll be the issue. Um, and, you know, Coach Smith is working hard with the team to try to figure out what exactly is going on, um, why everyone just seemed to get hit with the Monstars from Space Jam and uh, lose their basketball ability. Um, but we're right there. We can we can get postseason play still. All right. So that's the state of our men's of WSU men's basketball right now. Um, our opinions on that. Uh, in brighter news, we have the start of baseball season. Uh, at the time this comes out, the four game series against Hawaii will be over, and hopefully won. Um, I'm excited for baseball season. And when I was a sports writer, before I was a sports editor, I wrote a couple stories for baseball, uh, went to their fall scrimmages, and I liked what I saw. Um, I have a baseball background. I played travel ball all my life. I played high school. Um, so I'd like to say that I know what I'm talking about, but I, you know, that might just be some, some hubris. Um, but yeah, I am very hopeful. We have a great, pro, uh, commit class this year. We were ranked 40th in the nation, which was ahead of like UCSB, uh, Cal State Fullerton, which is always a great team in baseball. So, and Michigan too. Michigan was one of the teams we were better than, and they're a pretty big name. Uh, what are your overall thoughts about the season? Are you hopeful? Um, I'm cautiously hopeful. I think the pitching will be good enough to win. Um, I think we need to improve on the hitting from last year, um, especially with Kyle Manzardo being gone. He was the workhorse of that offensive lineup. Um, so with him gone, there's kind of a question mark. Um, I mean, there's also some great dudes coming in to fill in. Um, Colin Montez is coming back. Um Cody Colden's coming back. Cody Colden's a top 50 shortstop in the country this year. Um, so we have pieces there. We brought in some uh, good freshmen. We brought in a really good transfer class. I think it's the number one transfer class yeah. in the country. Yeah, it's um, the number one in the country. So, like, we're bringing in the pieces to have the offense. Um, but it's still the preseason. It's still all um, speculation. So... I am holding out all my optimism until after the Hawaii series. Um, but I think it should go pretty well. Um, so last year, uh, we can compare Hawaii and uh, Wazoo. Hawaii had a 24-26 and 26 record, um, and we're 16-24 and 24 in Big West Conference play. Um, and we are um, there right now. Um, we arrived in Hawaii on Wednesday or Thursday, I think. There's a photo. WSU Baseball uh, Twitter has been pretty great this preseason uh, with getting content out. So they play under the lights. Their games are scheduled for 8.35 Pacific time. Um, 
Have you seen their stadium? Yeah. Their stadium huge. is huge. It looks beautiful too. Like I gorgeous. Be there for that. Their stadium is gorgeous. What's it called? I have it here. All right, never mind, because then I'm just going to get silent. Um, okay, so probable starters. This is from WSU Athletics. Um, Grant Taylor is a junior right-handed pitcher. He went 3-0 and last year with a 3.04 ERA, had 24 strikeouts, and pitched a total of 26 innings. Uh, I like him. I, I was able to see him in the fall scrimmages and struck out some of our guys uh had some good pitch selection and overall control he's not the fastest pitcher but when he when he locates he gets batters out um i'm pretty confident with him on the mound to start he's going to be going against Cade halamanu i believe who is a sophomore right-handed pitcher he went five and two um with a 3.6 ERA last year. And then following that, for game two on Saturday, we have Cole McMillan, who's a redshirt sophomore. He's a left-handed JUCO transfer. And he will be facing Andy Archer, who is a redshirt senior. Um, Don't know much. Like I said, he is a JUCO transfer, so I don't know what to expect. Um, Yeah, do you have... Do you have any opinion on Grant Taylor, any info on McMillan? Uh, no, I haven't seen much on these um, guys that are coming in. I've seen a little bit of tape on like, the freshmen. Um, I've seen a little bit on um, like Highland Hall, who transferred in, mm-hmm. um, coming in from Washbuka, I think, from in, in Indiana after being committed to play at um, the U down in Miami. I mean, that's a big program. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big get for us, but... No, I haven't really seen much on some of the other JUCO guys. Mm-hmm. Well, an interesting storyline for the Hawaii and Wazoo season opener is the head coach uh, brotherhood that they have going on. Uh, WSU head coach Brian Green was a hitting coach at Hawaii for two seasons, stemming from 2003 to 2004. And he was also an assistant coach under now un, under Hawaii's head coach um, Rich Hill at San Diego uh, for a season as well. So they have some brief history in the past. Uh, Brian Gre- Brian Green actually tweeted about that, um, and it's really just an overall good vibe I think in Hawaii this weekend. Obviously, it's competitive. But it's kind of a reunion a little bit as well. And plus it's Hawaii. You know, it's not the, uh, what, it's like 40 degrees outside right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A little bit jealous. On the topic of that, I'm excited to see what Rich Hill can do for Hawaii. Um, I mean, that's a veteran coach. He's been coaching for, he's been a head coach for like 38 years. He was the head coach at San Diego from like 99 until 21. Um, He's done a lot of winning. He's done a lot of coaching. Uh, I think he can turn that program around and really get Hawaii going somewhere. Yeah. Um, hopefully it takes him a couple years, though, so we can get some wins and get our all-time record going the right direction against Hawaii. Yeah. Um, I mean, but after Hawaii, this season really kicks up. We got, um, we play Long Beach State after that, uh, or Long Island. We play Long, Long Island, Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Peoria. The first game is actually going to be at the Peoria Sports Complex, um, like the home of the Mariners for spring training. Um, after that, they're going to like some like offsite. And then after that, um, 
They have one game at Tarleton State before the Frisco Baseball Classic, which is going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, we get Texas A&M, Wichita State, and Iowa. I mean, those are all three pretty solid baseball programs, and it's teams that we don't really get to play very often. Um, so that'll be exciting. And then right after that, we get to come home and start Pac-12 play with Oregon State. Uh, that'll be the first home game of the season, and it'll be the first time um, the RVs will be here because they're starting the RV tailgating for baseball this year. Yeah, that's right. Um, so WSU in the fall for football tailgating has, if you've ever been to Pullman, you know, uh, for a football Sunday, there are RVs lining the uh, streets very close to the stadium, and that will be the same case for baseball now which I'm very excited about. It's always nice to see that. It uh, brings up the overall mood and gets me excited for games. Like, my route to go to the press box for football games was right through, uh, right through the tailgates. And everyone was super nice, smelled great, barbecues going. Uh, What's that game called where you throw the bags? Cornhole. (laughs) Yeah, they had cornhole going smiling, laughing. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, head coach Brian Green is uh, has expressed his uh, happy or expressed that he's happy with the incoming uh, RVs. He thinks it's going to be great for the program and I do as well. Uh, I do as well. Yeah, so I mean, the first like month and a half of the season is just jam-packed with things to look out for. Um, Obviously, season opening season, all right. Season open series, um, and then you get to go to a spring training site, and then you get the Frisco Baseball Classic and get to play some high name teams, mm-hmm. and then you get to come home, get the RVs going, get um, Bailey Brayton packed, hopefully, um, and like in that beautiful stadium after that, uh, you know, ten million dollar revamp. Yeah, and then right after that, you go to UW. I mean, so you have a month and a half of just storyline for storyline for baseball on a team that has all the potential to really make a run this season um, in the Pac-12 at least. And then this is going to be the first season of the Pac-12 baseball tournament too. So um, if you've never really watched WSU baseball, this is definitely the season to get thrown headfirst into it. This is going to be a good year, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with that statement as well um, from what I saw in fall. We got some good things going. Highland Hall stole four bases in two six-inning games when I saw it. He's lightning. He reminds me of Ricky Henderson of the Athletics, former Athletic. Um, Just that speed and overall charisma on the base pass is incredible to watch and is super entertaining. You never know if he's going to steal one pitch or fake a steal and then uh, dive back to the base get the pitcher out of out of his groove, out of his mojo. So I think he's my player to watch. Uh, he's definitely the player that I'm most excited to see. And, yeah, who's your favorite or who's your player that you're most excited to see grow? Um, I want to see Pollard. Um, obviously, I have a little bit of a bias there coming from Georgia. I love to see Georgia dude succeed. Um, but I think he could be a really good player for us in the future. Um, I think just in general, this team is going to be one of the best we've seen in recent history. Um, I mean, we have a couple of players that are top 50 in the nation in their position. We have a couple of dudes that are top 50 in the Pac-12 in their position. Like, this is a class, This is a group that 
is going to have five or six dudes go in the draft at some point. Um, not this year because it's a lot of young guys, but just at some point it's going to have a lot of dudes get drafted. So I think this is going to be a really overall great team. All right. Well, that'll do it for this podcast. Uh, thank you for having us on. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Um, and thank you for listening. If you're still here, I appreciate it. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Daily Evergreen Editorial, and I hope to see you next time.